You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is Monday afternoon, Monday, February the 20th. Monday, 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 all day long Monday. And Boomer's on the board. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Uh, it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> buddy, it's beautiful outside. I'm in short sleeves. I cannot It complain. feels like spring out there. I know. I, just never mind the fact that I got up Saturday morning and it was 27 degrees. <laughs> I, went to, I just. It was. Well, Saturday was just a. Oh, I don't man. know why. I don't, I, even know. I don't know why I keep acting incredulous. I've lived in Alabama most of my <laughs> life. You know, you don't like the weather. Ten minutes, just wait ten minutes, it'll change. Um, but anyway, did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend, and on Saturday, we as Right Life Podcast got to interview <laughs> Mr. Phil Williams and his lovely wife Charlene, and it was amazing. Let's be honest, you actually interviewed Charlene, and I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> just like I let, just like I let McQueen just do her thing, That's and right. I'm just there. <laughs> no, we had the best time with you guys. So you're going to release that win on Wednesday. It'll be released on Wednesday, so y'all got to check it out. It's it's some great stories and just some just some behind the scenes of uh, Right Side and uh, some some life lessons from Phil and Charlene. Uh, it was good. We, it was we, great. We had the best time. Oh, it was, it was good. so much fun. Um, all right, wait, listen, we got a full show for you. Lots of stuff laid on. So three o'clock today, Barry Matson, who is the uh, uh, head governmental affairs guy for the Alabama District Attorneys Association. He's going to be on with us to talk about fentanyl and some updates on what's happening with the prison release thing. So, yeah, Barry Matson, he's been on the show before, extremely knowledgeable. When He represents all of the district attorneys across the entire state. And so, yeah, Barry will be back on at 3 o'clock today to talk about fentanyl especially. So there's that. And then 3.30, there's a crazy story that came out on 1819 News today. I don't know if y'all saw it or not. If you didn't, you need to. And go ahead and, uh, you know, recognize there might be some language in it that you're not as accustomed to. But uh, they got a uh, apparently somebody leaked a recording of Montgomery's liberal mayor, Stephen Reed, just going on a profanity laced rant about why he doesn't need the black vote and, and why and just, and just on and on and on. I'm like, oh, good gosh, things that should never be said, period much less in the day when you can be recorded. But that'll be 3 o'clock. We're going to talk to Craig Monger from 18... Oh, 3.30, I'm sorry. Craig Monger from 1819 News, who got that story and put it out first thing this morning. You might want to check that out in advance to get a better on, on what's happening. Uh, so there's that. And then I got a triple dipper full of stuff, so boom shakalaka, hit it. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper, three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. So, yeah, fighting fentanyl is number one. Fighting fentanyl. And it's a fight, y'all. So one of the number one killers in America now is one drug coming across the southern border. We're going to talk about it again in depth. We're going to give you some latest updates, some things that have happened even in the state of Alabama. And then we're going to talk to Barry Matson, the head of the DA's association, at 3 o'clock. So you're going to want to hear that. That's fighting fentanyl, number one on the Triple Dipper. Number two, culture wars. I didn't get to it on uh, Friday, so I held on to it. Because it's interesting to me to watch 
how we talk about things like, you know, fighting for policy and all the things that happen in fiscal issues. And, but there's a whole aspect of public policy that has become more and more called culture wars. And that's when you wind up having those things that people care about that are more social in nature and how they're affecting society and what are we doing to fight? And oh, by the way, are any politicians losing their job finally because of wokeness? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Number two on the Triple Dipper, culture wars. And then number three, every once in a while, I got to update you on what's happening back home. All right, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna step back and do an episode of Home Fries. So, and Boomer, we got to find that sizzling home fries sound effect for that we one, do. too. <laughs> Just, we, he's making a note to himself right now. Got to find those sizzling home fries. But, yeah, home fries, number three on the Triple Dipper. All Stuff Alabama will lay it out for you and tell you what's happening across the entire state with your U.S. delegation in D.C. and yada, yada. So, home fries, number three on the Triple Dipper. Well, let me, let me jump over to my comments here and open the show with my monologue. So, I will just, I'll just open with this sentence, this statement, this, this, this sort of philosophical standpoint. You never really know who's living down the street from you. I mean, you don't. Sometimes you find out, you're like, wow, who did right there on our street? Every once in a while, you get one of those insider's glimpses to the fact that the extraordinary events of life were accomplished by the ordinary men and women who live around us, and we, we never even knew it. I mean, did you see the movie Sandlot? If you saw Sandlot, Boomer's shaking his head. What a great movie. Classic tale of growing up in suburban 1960s America with kids playing Sandlot baseball. So many one-liners. You're killing me, Smalls. I mean, there was a life lesson in every single episode, it seemed like. But then there was that major life lesson that sort of capped off the movie. When the scary old man in the rundown house with the big dog turned out to be the hero of the early days of baseball. And eventually, he was regaling the kids who had been scared of him before of his time with Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio. It's the movie version of never really knowing who lives down the street from you. Well, in my own life, I think I've told you before about the man who used to live in my neighborhood till just a few years ago, a Medal of Honor winner whose deeds in Korea are legendary, but who went on from there to be one of the founders of the U.S. Army Special Forces. He was one of the first commandants of the Special Warfare Center at Fort Bragg, and the Army Combat Diver School is named after him. Before I left for my first tour overseas, he came to see me and he gave me some simple and direct advice about taking care of my men down range that I've never forgotten. His multiple tours in Vietnam, they were no less legendary, and I heard men at a ceremony who came from thousands of miles away to talk about what it was like to serve under him. And there are some who say that the movie Apocalypse Now was even based in part on him. I mean, who knows? What I do know is this, he was my neighbor. He lived in a quiet cul-de-sac in Gadsden, Alabama. Who knew? Well, some years ago, my wife and I, we were looking for a house for her parents. They've since passed away, but at the time, we were looking for them to live near us, and so we were on the hunt for a new home, and during the hunt, we visited one small corner house in the same neighborhood they wound up living in, just a small piece of quiet suburbia. But as we looked at the house, I couldn't help but notice there was some military memorabilia on the wall, so I wandered over to take a look, and I was shocked by what I found. It turns out that when the B-29 Superfortress named the Enola Gay dropped the first atom bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki to end World War II, that there were actually two B-29s on that mission. One was the Enola Gay, the one everybody knows about. But the other B-29 flew an hour ahead by itself to make sure that the targets were clear for the most significant bombing mission in the history of the world. And the young pilot of that lead B-29 retired to a quiet lot in northeast Alabama right down the road from where I'm talking right now. Amazing. 
I may have mentioned to you, too, before about the older gentleman who befriended Charlene and I some years ago. He was an interesting man, had a big old belly and a good laugh and a voice like a character from Gone with the Wind who always had an unlit corncob pipe in his mouth. He called it my pacifier. What I didn't know until a bit later was that he was one of the engineers who helped develop rolled aluminum right as World War II was getting started. And his inventions, they got him sent home from the war because he was deemed too important to the war effort for deployment. Virtually every plane, ship, and military hardware of every type used some aspect of his pioneering efforts in steel and aluminum manufacturing. And he was just an older man at my church, living down the way a bit. See, I'm mindful of folks like this because just this past weekend, I spoke at the funeral of my friend Alex. I told his wife and family and friends the very same thing. I started off by saying, you just never know who's living down the street from you. I knew Alex for a number of years, but his life was like peeling back an onion with every layer showing a new layer. So before speaking, I asked his wife if I could get some of his military records to review just to help me with the details. And what I got was a whole load of paperwork that really helped me to better see a life that had so many intricacies. In the middle of it all, in the middle of all that paper, was a progress report from his time as a high school student. I don't know why he kept it. Maybe because it showed that his teachers thought very little of him when he was 15 with his P.E. teacher failing him and writing specifically that he had a bad attitude, he talked back off, and he was really in need of what he called some kind of outside help. Well, a few years later, that 15-year-old kid was a Green Beret working secret missions in Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. And after seven years as a decorated Green Beret, my friend Alex decided to get out of the Army and join the Navy, at which point he became a signal intelligence specialist working in special projects that flew low-level intel-gathering missions over hostile waters. And my friend Alex was directly involved in helping to locate a ship called the SS Mayaguez, a U.S. ship that had been seized by the Khmer Rouge in 1975. It resulted in a major international incident, a major combat rescue operation. So, yeah, this one guy received a Cambodian National Defense Medal for his time in the Army Special Forces and a Meritorious Unit Citation for his time helping save lives in the Navy. Not bad for a kid whose PE teacher had written him off when he was 15. And he lived on a quiet street in a normal neighborhood with none of his neighbors really even knowing what he'd done. Like I said, you, you never really know who's living down the street from you. And I know that not everyone has a secret story of heroism or medals tucked away in a box, but I guarantee you there's folks in our sphere every day that we will be fascinated by or learn from or just enjoy hearing more about if we just took the time. Hebrews 13.2 tells us, Quote, do not forget or neglect or refuse to extend hospitality to strangers, being friendly, cordial, and gracious, sharing the comforts of your home and doing your part generously. For through it, some have entertained angels without even knowing it. You see, basically that's saying that my point is valid. You have no idea sometimes who lives down the street or shops at the same grocery store or goes to your church. I wish personally that I had known more about my friend Alex's life before he was gone. I mean, that guy, he had to have some great stories. But more than that, I'm betting that he had some life lessons, some good laughs, some crazy experiences, and I'm wishing now that I'd been more intentional in getting to them. I'm not trying to get all mushy here. What I'm saying is this. There are folks all around us, especially in the generation maybe just above yours. They've got stories, man. they got some life, and they know a bit about how to do life. And it would behoove us to remember that they might live down the street from us for a reason. So maybe just take a pause in all your busyness, ask them a question, and then just sit back and see what comes. You never know who's living down the street from you. And like Hebrews said, some have entertained angels unawares. And that's a wrap for The Right Side Way. 
Yeah, Alex was a cool guy. He really was. Did, did some amazing things. Wounded in action multiple times, you know. Uh, had, had, had stories just, just to go on and on and on. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, I, I, I wish now that I'd spent more time just gleaning those stories because I'm pretty sure it could have made a book. But, folks, you have no idea, no idea who's living right down the road. Go find out. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, okay, let's go ahead and get to the big doings of the day. Big doings here. Big doings is Boomer Boomer Bud got drafted in Little League. <laughs> oh, he did get drafted. <laughs> he is now a Tiger. I don't know what the name of him are. Maybe it's just the Tigers. The Tigers. But- the Tigers. He's playing for the Tigers. Playing for the Tigers. Does he have a position, or does he just on the Tigers team? He's just on the Tiger team right now. I'm sure they'll figure out where he needs to be i saw that video of him during tryouts that little dude's fast he is he's like lightning fast so and he loves it too and he's like i'm fast watch this dad (laughs) that's awesome so it's it's a blast we're excited to get started with our uh with all of our fun uh, baseball endeavors. Well, you got to make sure that uh, his uh, adopted aunt and uncle Charlene and oh. Phil know the deal. We'll get we'll get the uh, schedule out. <laughs> you know, he'll be traveling. I'm not just kidding. He'll be all in the same spot. Hopefully, oh, the same time. That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> hey, um, but where are we at right now in the uh, in the podcast? Uh, how many downloads? I mean, we were kicking like 117,000 by oh, yeah. Friday, weren't we? Where oh, are we at right yeah. now? Oh man, we're at 118.5. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, we're pushing 120. So all right, so yeah, here's the deal, y'all. The uh, the uh, the right side podcast. So every day we do the show, and then we post it afterwards, and you can get it in segments, or you can get the full show. And and it's just it's just major cool watching this thing kind of unfold. But but yeah, we've got um, we've got the ability right now to 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 see live stream of the show daily. You can go to www.rightsideradio.org. We've also got uh, the show podcasted thereafter, which is now pushing 118,000 downloads. Would you say 117.5-ish yeah, right one, now? Yeah, 118.5. So we're going to be oh, at 120 by the end five. of the week. Oh, good Lord. All Man. right. There's that. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, uh, Boomer and McQueen have the Right Life podcast, which comes out also. Every bit of this is there. Y'all can grab it. You can you can re-listen to a piece if you wanted to. You can send a segment to a friend if you want them to hear it. Um, you, you can you can also just you know download it so that you can listen to it while you drive. All said and done, go to uh, any podcasting format. You can type in Right Side Radio or The Right Life, either one of those, and you'll find them. And I would appreciate if you would subscribe to them and, you know, leave a little rating or a comment if you want to, as long mm-hmm. as it's a nice one, by the way. <laughs> we don't want your mean comments because no we have thin comments. skin around here. No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, check them out. There's a lot of other stuff on our website, too, I will point out. Rightsideradio.org. You can live stream the show every day. I mean, you can see inside the studio as we're, uh, as we're doing our thing. 
And uh, you can also, by the way, catch our recommended reading list, the photo gallery, uh, all kinds of things that are out there about the show. Even the Right Side Store, where if you want to get a coffee mug, a T-shirt, or some Right Side socks, you can get those at the Right Side Store. So, yeah, just check it out, rightsideradio.org. I'm going to go over to the text line. By the way, the text line is open. You want to text in, we'll take it. You're also welcome to call in, 833-687-4448. Got a great text, Jamie from Hartzell. So Jamie from Hartzell just texted in a minute ago. Today being the 20th of February, he says, Yesterday, day, 78 years ago, my dad came ashore at Iwo Jima. He landed in the third wave on Red Beach 2 in the 35-day battle. 6,821 Marines, sailors, and Army Air Corps were KIA. 19,000 were WIA. Right at 200 Japanese soldiers remained alive out of the estimated 22,000 prior to the invasion. And the last two Japanese to surrender did so on January 6, 1949, four years after the victory. That's amazing when you get down to it. But that's, that's, that is a, that's a legendary battle. And Jamie, so first of all, Jamie, thanks for your dad's service uh, very much. And then I'll also tell you, too, my wife's grandfather was on Iwo Jima. And I believe he was also um, a part of, um, was he with, I, I got I to look back and see where he was. I tried to send you the picture. I've actually got a picture of him. Believe it or not, the, a combat camera was on the beach. And there's, and there's a, a book that was made by the Marine Corps as a government-issued book. And lo and behold, there's a picture of her grandfather uh, struggling through that, uh, that black um, volcanic sand uh, on Iwo Jima. So if I can get it to post up, Jamie, I'll, I'll send you a copy of it. I'm looking at it right now, but I can't get it to post. Anyway, thanks for your father's service. Uh, very mindful. Iwo Jima, 78 years ago yesterday. Um, Brian from Huntsville. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that 1819 story that we're going to talk about a little bit later, he says it has a warning on it, warning adult language uh, regarding the Montgomery mayor. He said that's teenage gutter language, not adult language. That's a great point. Um but, yeah, that story is just kind of crazy, and especially crazy when you base it off of what he sounds like when he's trying to be out there in the public eye. Didn't know he was being recorded on this one. Apparently someone inside is tired of the way he acts, and he literally is just cussing about how uh, he doesn't even – he's a, he's a black man. He, he's, a, he's, he's, he's saying, I don't even need the black vote. Don't even need it at all. Don't you know who I am? And just going on and talking about all the things that you shouldn't say – as a public official, and it got caught. So we'll talk to Craig Monger later in the show about his article on that uh, that, that recording that got leaked out about the mayor of Montgomery. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll come right back, jump into the first part of the Triple Dipper, fighting fentanyl. Got some news for you. I'll share it when we get back. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. 